0: Pandemic, social unrest, the state and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show.
1: Well, good afternoon, everyone. Right now at 106, you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Call J.K.L. Today. Listen. Without question, it's getting colder. This is going to be a chilly week. Call J.K.L. The heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas high efficiency carrier infinity system. Energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. Reduce your oil bill by as much as 90 percent. Highest rebates in the market. They also do new insulation replacement of high efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. Is a carrier factory, authorized dealer, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second and none, especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600 for J.K.L. Engineering. Let's go to some of the sound folks. Starting with this week, George Stephanopoulos. Says President Trump will attack all the people that are currently vying for his favor.
2: Stays out there, it could actually kill the field, freeze the field, prevent others from getting
3: in.
4: I think that that's true. I think that you will see, especially because you're aware, like. Donald Trump will attack literally all of the people who are currently vying for his favor. Ron DeSantis can get on bended knee for Donald Trump, and Donald Trump will call him something probably vaguely obscene. Like, we know this will happen. But I agree with Chris. Like, it's... Very, we're, we're doing i feel like we're doing what they do in like college sports where you announce the ap poll before the season starts and it's like january and the season starts in september and you're like who are these people what's going on it is so early to be thinking about this especially when you're hearing from people within kind of the upper echelons of conservative thought who are talking about how like well what would trump's message be because currently his message is until you make me president again before you shouldn't vote like this is not yeah. the, it's, i
1: Early to for to I agree with that. Uh, as far as it's not too early. But listen, he is already clearing out the field. Now, folks, this is going to be a big week uh, in Washington, though. President Biden met with Chuck Schumer, Joe Manchin, these negotiations that they're trying to um, get through regarding this huge spending bill. Let me uh, play some of this a little bit. Well, folks, it is. Um, but th- this business that none of this is going to happen this trillion-dollar spending. President
5: Biden pulling back the curtain on the sensitive negotiations, detailing the resistance from two moderate holdouts, Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. When
0: you're in the United States Senate and you're a president of the United States and you have 50 Democrats... Everyone is a president.
5: Manchin at odds with the party over how to tackle climate change, a central focus of the president's foreign trip in the coming days, and Sinema rejecting Biden's proposals to pay for the sweeping new programs.
0: She says she will not raise a single penny in taxes on the corporate side and or on wealthy people.
3: Her opposition frustrating progressives. Let's just at least restore the tax rate to what it was before Donald Trump did his tax cuts. To me, it's just ridiculous. And leaving the White
5: House scrambling for other alternatives. Can this package be paid for without a corporate tax increase? Yes, absolutely. We can also close loopholes for high-income Americans. And we can crack down on wealthy tax sheets. Democrats hope a framework on the Social Spending Bill will give them enough votes in the House to move forward this week on the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure package. The nation's crumbling
3: infrastructure hitting farmers hard here in the Mississippi Delta. They say for too long, too many bridges like this one have been closed down. What is your message to lawmakers about funding bridges like these to be repaired?
6: We just need a steady
0: stream of funding.
3: And can this issue wait?
0: No. I mean, we've already waited.
1: Folks, but again, you know, uh, uh, like, what exactly are they arguing over? Something that no one can deny is just what the price of gas is right now.
0: About those extreme prices in places like California, Nevada, and Hawaii, I'll leave you with this stat. There is not a single state in the United States that has an average below $3 a gallon. So just one more indication how difficult this is going to be on consumers as we head towards that holiday season.
1: You know, and price of gas. Folks, good afternoon right now. 11 minutes past 1 on this Monday. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, which is DiPietro.com. Don't forget, uh, visit the website. We have a lot of unique stories, original stories and video and content that you can check out. And DiPietro.com is also brought to you by Surplus Provisions. Folks, you want to make sure that you're safe, your family's safe. There's a link on the website to Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. They have tactical gear. They have uh, body armor. They have pepper spray. Everything you need to keep you and your family safe. Surplus Provisions, Pontiac Avenue in Cranston. But the the fact of the matter is the the amount of spending that is, is going on right now, and or being proposed, I should say, this is going to be crucial right now. This is going to be crucial on whether or not, in fact, uh, uh, this they're going to push all this stuff forward. Now, ABC's this week to the good piece, folks, as I've been mentioning, and that is the race for governor in Virginia. And I want you to just hear this piece Morning, by uh, John Carl. Good morning, George. The eyes
0: of the political world are on Virginia, where the Democratic candidate is trying to win with some help from President Joe Biden, and the Republican candidate is trying to win by staying away from Donald Trump.
5: Get out there. Get to work.
0: It's crunch time in the Virginia governor's race. Joe Biden won this state by 10 points, but with just over a week until Election Day, this race is a toss-up. Terry McAuliffe, a fixture of national democratic politics for decades and Virginia's former governor, is facing off against Republican Glenn Youngkin, a former top executive at the Carlisle Group who has never run for political office before. You need someone with some experience. Do you want tired old recycled policies from a tired politician? Or do you want to embrace someone new? Virginia was once a solidly conservative state. But no more, it's been 12 years since Republicans won any statewide office here at all. Over the summer, though, polls showed McAuliffe with a narrow lead, and polls now consistently show the race statistically tied. This race is about more than just Virginia. It's a key test of the current president's agenda, the shadow cast by the former president, and the first major indication of what lies ahead for the midterm elections. From Joe Biden... To so Barack Obama, who campaigned for McAuliffe in Richmond yesterday, McAuliffe has tapped the biggest names in the Democratic Party to give his campaign some much-needed energy. You've got Stacey Abrams in here, two visits by the president, visit by the former president, Obama, uh, visit by the first lady, visit by the vice president. Why, why, all the, why do you need all the help? Well, we did this last time. I mean, yeah. we did the same thing in 13. Yeah. I mean, we always bring him in. This is the biggest race in America. Who doesn't want to be here? For the most part, Glenn Yunkin is keeping prominent Republicans on the sidelines. He has Donald Trump's endorsement, but he hasn't done a single campaign event with Trump and rarely talks about him. Not surprising, given Trump is deeply unpopular in Virginia. But Yunkin hasn't been able to avoid Trump entirely. Very Former president called into a recent Virginia Republican event. I hope Glenn gets in there and he'll straighten out Virginia, he'll lower taxes, do all of the things that we want a governor to do. It was an event that bizarrely included a pledge of allegiance to a flag sent to be on display during the January 6th rally before the Capitol riot. McAuliffe, of course, pounced. They did pledge of allegiance to a flag that was used bring down the democracy that that american flag symbolizes Yuncan wasn't at the event and denounced the january 6th pledge i wasn't involved in in, in that at all I, you know the whole idea of the, the flag thing seems seems kind of weird to me and it's wrong jonkin turned down repeated requests over the past several weeks for an interview with this week his campaign says he is doing no national interviews although he has been a regular on one news outlet Fox News. We don't need- McAuliffe has repeatedly and relentlessly portrayed Yunkin as a clone of Donald Trump. He's a total wannabe Donald Trump. He's been endorsed by Donald Trump four times. You just made folks in Las Vegas a lot of money. There's an over and under tonight on how many times you're going to say Donald Trump. And it was 10, and you just busted through it. You're running but against Glenn Younger. He's not Donald Trump, right? I mean, you're not running against Donald Trump. You're running against Glenn Younger. No, but I'm running against Trump's divisive culture wars, his divisive politics. I am running against Trump policies. You bet I am. Glenn Youngton has adopted every one of Donald Trump's divisive politics. This election here in Virginia, I think, sets the tone for this state for the next decade, and I think it's a really important message for this country. McAuliffe has suggested his struggles to put up a big lead are a reflection of Joe Biden's troubles. We are facing a lot of headwinds from Washington, as you know, the president is unpopular today, unfortunately, here in Virginia, so we have got to plow through. But McAuliffe caused some of his own troubles in a recent debate on the issue of education. When he defended his decision as governor to keep parents from pulling books, some deemed sexually explicit, out-of-school libraries by saying this. I'm not going to let parents come into schools and actually take books out and make their own decisions. I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach that last line quickly made its way into a Yunkin ad. And
5: Terry went on the attack against parents.
0: With just days to go, there's no race in the country right now. Political leaders in both parties are paying more attention to than Virginia's. What is this race going to say about the midterms? I think this race... It's going to set the tone, I I hope, for the Democratic Party. if you lose, it's a bad, bad sign. Well, listen, we're not going to lose, Jonathan. Who thinks like that? The biggest challenge for Terry McAuliffe is energizing Democratic voters. Polls have consistently shown that Republicans are more enthusiastic about this race than Republicans. That's a big reason why you saw Barack Obama here campaigning with McAuliffe yesterday. And, George, today you will see the Dave Matthews Band performing a concert at a McAuliffe event here (laughs) in Charlottesville. And John, how's the pandemic playing out in this race? Well, McAuliffe has made it a big issue. You know, uh, Youngkin is a... Opposed to vaccine mandates. McAuliffe has used that to portray him as being anti-vaccine. Biancan says that is not the case. But interestingly, in a a recent poll, the most recent poll here in Virginia, uh, the pandemic came in third among issues. Far outpacing the pandemic was concerns about the economy and jobs and education and schools.
1: You know, that is huge, folks. And again, good afternoon. I thought it was a well-put-together piece. It's John DePietro on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, this race... A big factor is critical race theory, a big factor in that race. And McAuliffe, Terry McAuliffe, if he goes down to defeat, this is huge for the Republican Party and huge for President Trump. But McAuliffe going down to defeat and also, you know, him, that quote of parents have no right to be involved with their children's education. Who listening to me right now believes that? that is absurd parents have no right to be involved with their children's education folks this portion of the john DePetro show is brought to brother's disposal it's 119 it's monday i don't think it's raining at the moment it's going to be raining a little bit let me just um check the uh, weather forecast yeah looks like it's dry then it's going to rain tonight and tomorrow looks like a rain <laughs> rain fest my goodness it's going to rain tomorrow and wednesday for crying out loud but anyhow Uh, Brother's Disposal. Come on, brother. Call Brother's Disposal today. Now offering weekly trash collection services. But Brother's Disposal, it's just as it sounds. And that is, if you would like to get rid of unwanted belongings, maybe in your home that has uh, just some things that you don't want, you don't need, get rid of it. Get a purple dumpster delivered to your driveway with Brother's Disposal. Call today, 401 688 0517. 401 688 0517. Brothers, come on, brother, it's Brother's Disposal. Roll off dumpsters, weekly trash collection services, 401 688 0517. Folks, as always, visit the website, dePetro.com. Don't forget on our website, dePetro.com. One of our sponsors, Allstate Lock, right? You want to be nice and safe, car keys, security cameras, Allstate Lock, 401 349 Experts in locking systems and building security. So um, I'm also noticing, so apparently uh, the Republicans right now are being accused of making too much of Alec Baldwin with the, uh, the fatal shooting on the movie set. I just wonder why, why is he even involved with a, a film like that? Other than, you know, he's got the new family. He's got to just keep making money. Uh, but apparently Donald Trump Jr. is selling shirts that say guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin does. My goodness. So search warrant reveals grim details of Russ shooting. <clears throat> I mean, it is uh, Baldwin was practicing pointing the revolver at the camera. I mean, the whole thing is, is just earth. he may face manslaughter uh, charges. Search warrant reveals grim details. Rush shooting in the final minutes. Actor Alec Baldwin was practicing removing a revolver from its holster and aiming it towards the camera during rehearsal of the movie. Rust, when the director heard, quote, what sounded like a whip and then a loud pop. <clears throat> Grim new details, the final minutes of the cinematographer. Hala Hutchins' life said the weapon had been described as a cold gun, meaning it did not have live rounds, but the gun discharged, striking Hutchins in her chest, Susan in his right shoulder. Uh, she was pronounced dead at the Albuquerque Hospital. Sue's statement of the detectives offered a new window in the onset shooting that had left Hollywood reeling, calling for safer working conditions. Shooting took place after six members of the film crew walked off the set after complaining to the production company about payment and housing. Um, they started late because the production hired a replacement camera crew, was working with only one camera. Three people were handling the gun for the scene. The armorer and then the assistant director who handed the gun, Dave Halls, to Baldwin. Because of COVID protocol, set up three prop guns on a cart left outside the church set, the focus of the search warrant. Did not know live rounds were in the gun, handed it to Baldwin, and he yelled, cold gun, according to the affidavit. Sousa told the detectives the cast crew had been preparing for the scene before lunch, but then took a break, meal break away from the rehearsal around 1230. When they returned, Sousa said he wasn't sure if the gun was checked again. He also addressed the possibility of cast a crew bringing live ammunition Huh. just sounds sloppy. No one gets checked for live ammunition on their person prior after the scene's being filmed. Uh, when they came back from lunch, a creeping shadow prompted the camera to be moved to a different angle. As Baldwin was explaining how he was going to draw his gun where his arm would be positioned, it discharged. Sue said he was looking over the shoulder when the gun discharged. Hutchins grabbed her midsection, stumbled backwards, and was assisted to the ground. It was a loud bang. Bloody Sousa in hearing Hutchinson saying she couldn't feel her legs. Goodness. Uh, search warrant released Sunday night allowed seizure of arms, fire components. Shooting came after crew members raised concerns about safety conditions on set. Two Rust crew members told the LA Times less than a week earlier, a stunt double had fired two accidental prop gun discharges after being told the gun was cold. See. You know, I, I don't know if this gonna is, is going to result in a manslaughter. We'll find out from our legal expert attorney, Tim Dodd. But um, negligence and unprofessionalism is what they're alleging right now. Um, but he, he, listen, he put himself up front. He was the one on Sunday Night Live uh, going after President Trump. And and it came out like that. Folks, how about also the story of Tom Brady? Historic day took backseat with, to his encounter with a nine-year-old cancer survivor. There's a, a young boy. Noah Reed, nine-year-old cancer survivor. He met Brady as the buck game ended. Nine-year-old Noah Reed, who came to the game with it, that read, Tom Brady helped me beat brain cancer. Met his hero with 33 seconds left in the game. Brady approached the youngster game at Tampa Bay Buck, crucial catch cap, part of the NFL's mudlong campaign to raise cancer awareness, and shook his hand. Little boy from Utah covered his face with his hands as he devolves in his tears. Father wrote on Instagram his son's first NFL game dream come is too hard to believe. He was diagnosed in December 2020 after having severe headaches. Um, completed his final round of radiation in July. Scan showed his tumor was gone. He really monitor until he's age 18. So, um, let's see. That was really sweet Brady said. Obviously a tough kid. Puts a lot of perspective. Um, let me just see. That, that. That There's a nice video of that, by the way. Of him running up and then giving the little boy the hat. I'll tell you, isn't it, folks, at 1225, isn't it amazing that number two, although the Patriots looked great yesterday. And uh, Coach Bill Belichick is saying he believes that the The team has turned the corner, but that was um, that was a big Patriot win. But boy, number 12 just continues to shine. He's just like on another level. So it is um, it's a huge week as far as Biden still trying to get uh, things under control with his. He, He just he doesn't know what's happening on the vote. That's why it would be so important for the republicans to take over the house and senate without question so if they could uh win the midterms i mean he he can't get anything done and they control they control the house and it's a tie in the senate so if they in fact um next year can then win the midterms that that would just be um that would just be huge, folks. I mean, it's already lining up that way. But the Biden presidency, between the price of gas, I mean, that's one of those things that just, it hits everybody. I think, how many people listening right now at 127? You know, you, you experience it, where normally maybe you, you know, you uh, know a certain amount of what it's going to be to fill your tank. And then you go there and... You pump that amount, whatever it is, twenty five, thirty dollars, and then realize like, wait a minute, it didn't even fill my tank. Now, let's go with some more sound. After defunding the police, Democrats run San Francisco was now offering cash rewards to stop vehicle break-ins. Listen to this story on the John DePietro.
0: $100,000 to stop
3: car break-ins. Good evening, I'm Elizabeth Cook.
0: I'm Ken San Francisco city leaders are hoping that cold, hard cash can help put a stop to the growing crime. KPI X5's Kenny Choi has details of what this new approach is all about. Kenny? A lot of people are hoping that this new initiative will work. We were getting ready for a live shine. Take a look at this. We spotted this car smashed, and the owners just returned, told us that oh. the briefcase oh. and the luggage case that was right on top was taken. Now, just after city leaders announced that initiative, we also spotted another car across the street also getting broken into oh. just a short time ago. God. Came back
1: Here
3: the broken, And all our stuff was gone. Well, ransacked
0: cars. What they came back to, leaving them helpless before heading to the airport.
5: It's like all our important stuff, like our passports oh. and IDs God. and credit cards.
0: You heard of all the stuff no, no, that's happening? I, I haven't. Already. Especially broad daylight. You wouldn't think this was going to happen, but it does. They're just one of the latest auto burglary victims.
3: It is really embarrassing for our city. It is frustrating, and it gives people the impression that it's not safe to come here.
0: The latest swing in new approach, cash for informants to turn in criminals at the upper levels to tackle the onslaught of what seems to be a perpetual cycle of smash and grabs, hour after hour, day after day.
1: You know, think of that, though. They're going to offer that for... For information on people that are stealing from cars. I mean, you want to talk about something that would completely ruin your trip. You're about to go to the airport. You stop off somewhere. Broad daylight, by the way. And they smash the window and steal everything in your in the rent car I mean, another example why you have to keep things in the trunk. But now, let's go to this sound. The View guest host Gretchen Carlson says, Biden needs to woo independent voters more and appeal to moderates. Sonny Hostin says, that's not a very Republican of you. Carlson, no, it's very independent. I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. Why does that sound Republican? So let me uh, play some of the sound.
0: Claim he needs to get independent voters on board who care more about the economy and the border than raising taxes on the rich or climate change. What do you think? What do you
4: all think? 100%. As an independent, uh, more and more Americans are also independents. I think the latest polls show that uh, 41% of voters consider themselves to be independents, even though there is no independent party for any of us to vote for, for the most part. 29% Republicans, 29% Democrat. Listen, it always comes down to the pocketbook, I think, for independence. And so they are worried about inflation. They're worried about the supply chain coming in, especially with Christmas and Hanukkah approaching. Um, and, and I think that price tag is, is everything to them. Um, and one of the things was Biden campaigned on being a moderate. Yeah. And he has this history of bringing the two parties together, which I think is what was so popular about him. And he really did woo the independent votes so much more so than Hillary Clinton did. Yeah. And so I think that you're seeing him trying to do that now in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. really trying to bring back those skills that he has going between the parties and trying to get a deal done. Mm-hmm. See, I disagree with that. That sounded very Republican of you. No, it's very
6: independent. Um, um, I'm, not, I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent.
4: But it sounded Republican. And let me say Why? this. Um, you know, there, there have been many studies about the rise of independence. And what those studies have found is that few Americans who identify as independent are actually independent. In fact, the, the study found that... Um, people who claim to be independent are actually less inclined to say that they're a democrat or say that they are a republican because of the stigma that's attached to it especially after the Trump era. So they're not really actually changing their opinions or their views on politics. They're simply recusing themselves from publicly identifying. Well, I'm, I'm also an as independent, partisan. And I would
6: agree with that. The reason I
4: am an independent is I don't think the boxes are checked oftentimes with whoever's presented to me. It's too, um, why they each try to do too much and I don't agree and it's
5: more issue to issue. How
1: about that? So if you mentioned that independence, the attitude becomes... How about what, what kind of line is that? How very Republican of you. God. Hey, she is the same one, folks. Candelisa, Condelisa Rice, excuse me. candelisa Rice completely um, was just in a different league compared to that crowd. Folks at 132. Good afternoon. It's John DiPietro on AM 1380 and 909.9 FM. Now, flood watch is in effect. High wind watch. Ahead of this nor'easter for tomorrow, what a drag! Um, let me just uh play a little bit of it. Um, it was a beautiful weekend, but it's gonna be um pretty rough weather over the next 24 to 48 hours with this flood watch. I want to play, I think I have Michelle Muscatello from WPRI Channel 12 has an update for us. Let me uh yeah. Michelle
6: Muscatello had some rain this morning, about a quarter to a third of an inch of rainfall. Now just some leftover lighter showers, mostly inland coastal areas. Seeing a pretty nice afternoon with some sun and near 70 degrees. Clouds will fill back in. Inland spots much cooler with the wind staying to the northeast and some occasional showers and drizzle. Rain will turn steadier overnight tonight and continuing through Tuesday and Tuesday night. Uh, Wednesday morning as well uh, as we track a nor'easter. We've got low pressure over the Midwest, sending its energy to a developing low off the south east u.s coastline that forms our nor'easter and it's going to be a slow mover so heavy rainfall two to five inches possible oh. 40 to 55 miles per hour strongest the coast in southeastern massachusetts so flooding rainfall potential power outages and wind damage from the storm you can see it lifting to the north and east and then and i'm doing a loop-de-loop around itself on tuesday night and wednesday morning before finally departing bringing back some drier weather
1: Wow! All right, so it is going to be wet, folks. Over um, without question, over the next couple of days. Well, good afternoon. At one thirty-four, you're listening to the John DePietro show. It's AM thirteen eighty and ninety-nine point nine FM. Now, as far as the city of Providence, folks, the um, continue to deal with shootings. Uh, police were very busy to early morning shootings in providence and again they were very very late at early morning late at night so uh juan was unable to uh 1 30 in the morning then there was also a house that was shot up let me just play this is the channel 12 story on the shootings that have been uh, going on
3: one of them sent bullets flying, narrowly missing a six-month-old baby. Province police says they were called to Berkshire Street early uh. this morning for reports of shots fired into a home. Commander Thomas Verde saying a seven, or excuse me, six-month-old baby was within several feet of the path of a bullet when it entered the home. Five people inside at the time, but thankfully, no one was hurt. The other shooting happened this morning outside of sports tap bar on Harris Avenue. It's the sixth shooting to happen within the last week in the capital city providence police say one person is injured and they are investigating 12 news reporter matt paddock joins us now with more about what happened and how people are reacting
0: we spoke with people on berkshire street and they did not want to comment on sunday shooting but tell me they are shaken and scared about what happened it was at around 1.30 Sunday morning when police responded to shots fired outside a Sports Tap Bar in Providence.
6: There was a uh, single male that had been shot multiple times outside that uh, establishment.
0: Police say that the 43-year-old victim was shot four times, ah. taken to Rhode Island Hospital, and is currently in stable condition. They were having a party. The food was excellent. We spoke with one man oh, who to remain nameless, and he says he was enjoying a night out at the bar with his friends. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. They were playing pool, the
1: food was really
0: He left the sounds like a shots rang right out, but is shocked by the incident. Just an hour later, Providence police responding to another shots fired report, this time on Berkshire Street. According to police, shots were fired into a home, barely missing a six-month-old child. Police say that they found six shell casings on the lawn of a home across the street mayor jorge alorza last speaking on the violence october 15th saying what needs to happen providence has seen 21 homicides this year the most since 2009 and providence police have responded to at least six shots fired reports this week alone now we have reached out to the mayor and sports tap for comment but have not heard back at this time reporting in studio matt paddock 12 news
1: now folks again uh no, nothing, nothing against him. I don't know. him. It was a, the report was fine. But, folks, one of the things that they do not mention, and again, good afternoon at 137, is uh, quite a few inmates were let out of prison because of COVID. And from what I understand, that has certainly contributed to a lot of the violence. All right. I want to go to this is uh, Good Morning America. And this is the latest now on the uh, Alec Baldwin shooting
5: eyewitness descriptions of the moment Alec Baldwin pulled a prop gun from his holster on the oh. New Mexico movie set. Wow. We need an ambulance out at the ranch right now with a on a movie set accidentally. The film's director, Joel Souza, telling investigators Baldwin was preparing for a scene by practicing drawing his weapon. Baldwin was pointing the revolver towards the camera lens when Sousa says he heard what sounded like a whip and then a loud pop. A projectile fired, striking and killing cinematographer Helena Hudgens, then piercing Sousa in the shoulder. They were both standing behind that camera. One of the crew members called 911. And he yelled at me at once to help in about battle vision. He has suggested guns. He's responsible. For... Another crew member who also witnessed the shooting tells investigators Baldwin had been very careful handling firearms on set. The Oscar nominee seen here emotionally embracing Hutton's husband Matthew and their nine-year-old son uh. Matthew posting these images on Instagram, calling her legacy too meaningful to encapsulate in words. Adding, our loss is enormous. A vigil in New Mexico over the weekend honoring her life and work. I
2: would have be been lucky to have ever done another movie with another person like that or with her and um,
5: I don't get to This morning, new questions into how this tragic accident could have happened. The sheriff's report saying that the gun was one of three prop guns set up by the armorer Hannah Gutierrez-Reed and that assistant director Dave Halls. grabbed the Colt revolver off a cart and handed it to the film star, Baldwin, yelling, cold gun, indicating the prop gun did not have any live rounds. The AD telling investigators he did not know the gun contained live rounds. Industry safety standards ban live ammunition from movie sets. Those have the projectile bullet at the top. Instead, many sets will use blank cartridges, which still have gunpowder, to simulate the sound and smoke, but no...
1: Wow. I mean, folks, again, though, uh, Baldwin is really under fire. I think that's a um, a pretty good piece on Exactly. That is... Uh, a complicated situation. He is certainly in the crosshairs with this whole thing, Alec Baldwin. Folks, right now it's one thirty-nine. Good afternoon. Uh, you're listening to the John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, depetro.com. This portion of our program, folks, again, is brought to you by uh, J. Perry Paving. You know, th- there's still time before winter sets in. Where you could get, maybe it's your driveway or a parking lot or whatever it may be paved with J. Perry Paving, whether it's a brand new construction project or maybe just a patch job, J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, 20 years experience, specialized in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating, free estimates, any project, letter J, J. Perry Paving. Call them today, 401 732-1730 401-732-1730 732-1730 401-732-1730 J. Perry Paving Licensed and insured Contracting company Committed to meeting clients' needs No matter how big or how small J. Perry Paving Exceptional drive, driveway Asphalting Whether it's a brand new paving project Or just a cracked driveway Call them for a free quote And remember, no one is better if you're a veteran, no one's going to offer you a better package than J. Perry Paving. Folks, call them today, 401-732-1730, 401-732-1730, letter J, J. Perry Paving. This portion of the John DePetro Show, folks, again, visit our website, dipietro.com, and it's part of my Brood Awakenings. The dream of our friend Dave Levesque, give back to the community, create something. That the other big chains don't have. Go-to spot. You want delicious food, coffee, drinks, entertainment, welcoming environment? Well, that's what it is. At Brood Awakenings. And especially the new location right in downtown Providence, of course, Johnston. But um, I had a delicious meal there just a short time ago. And again, you can link right through at the website, which is petro.com All right. Right now, it is uh, 1.42. And um, again, a little bit later, you can check the website we'll have the the story on exactly um governor mckee and he's at an event and he's waving a handkerchief around a lot of people are upset about that saying that they're spreading germs let's go to some more sound though joe manchin senator joe manchin democrat west virginia says the 1.5 trillion that's that's it that's his top line number and i like this quote government should be your best partner but it shouldn't be your Provider, let's hear. This is Senator Joe Manchin.
6: That's really concerning. I mean, let me make one. Let me make one statement to you. All. The, the best way to, to know who I am, and I've always been politically, in my political life, I've always said that I believe that government should you be should be your best partner, but it shouldn't be your provider. I one point seven five
0: too much for our top lines. One point seven five too much. So one five, guys. So,
1: we're not being so that's it. One five, not three trillion, not five trillion, one five. Now, that race in Virginia one to watch the race for governor. Democrat Terry McAuliffe again claims critical race theory is not being taught, and anyone that says it is, is a racist.
0: It has never been
1: taught. Here we go. But, you
0: know, this is Junkin trying to stir up this critical race theory, which I'll be honest with you, Bill, I find highly offensive. Critical race theory is not taught in Virginia. It has never been taught. It is a racist dog whistle.
1: And I'm really completely False, Completely false. How about we've done the interview with Ramona Bessinger of Providence and just what she has had to deal with. What she has had to deal with, the fact, with it absolutely is being taught without question. So now as far as the... Um, Who's gonna be you know in the in the race for president? What just because I mentioned Chris Christie, I I think he's very leery of getting into a primary, Chris Christie. We're in fact very leery of getting into a primary if President Trump is in the primary. That's my thought. Now, close at home folks, it is a big week. It's a big week because of the fact that number one, this Friday is this whole lottery of who gets the compassion center licenses but then there's also the amount of spending uh what they're going to spend the one billion on and then you have that there are thousands of new illegals in a brand new caravan heading their uh, way can we hear do we have sound? let's hear that sound
7: to where we're standing at the border. they got to make it through Mexico first, and there is currently a massive caravan trying to do exactly that. Take a look at this wild video out of Tapachula, Mexico this morning, where you can see thousands of migrants in a brand new caravan literally just forcing their way through a Mexican roadblock with Mexican National Guard and security forces. They literally just, like a hot knife through butter, just pushed right through those soldiers and those police forces, and uh, it wasn't much of a roadblock at all. Thousands of those migrants able to just run right through it and continue on with their march again this is a brand new caravan heading towards the united states as we speak take a look at the second piece of video showing when the caravan first started marching earlier this morning again this is tapachula mexico which is in the southeastern part of mexico thousands of them being led by an activist who essentially says that the biden administration's policies are kind of like a cattle call to these migrants enticing them to come to the border so they are starting their march they're going to do so Uh, this march is apparent So well organized, they have QR codes for people to participate in them, and they're carrying around American flags. They had uh, banners that said, uh, Joe Biden for all. This is DHS sources have been telling Fox News all week you can expect tens of thousands of migrants to start showing up at the border here, uh, you know, within the next week or so.
1: You know, and they are the ones that Lieutenant Governor Sabina Matos calls the new Americans. And it's wrong. And it's absolutely encouraging them. Folks, right now, 146 on this Monday, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought you by West Fountain Auto Body. Now, I want to appeal, if you're listening right now and you were in an accident, and it can happen, right? You're going along, either a drunk driver or someone not paying attention. People get angry and suddenly, boom, did someone damage your vehicle? Maybe over the weekend. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body. Located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence, it's West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401-272-3340. They'll repair your vehicle showroom-like condition. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401 401- 272-3340. They're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Now, right now at 147 on this Monday, Monday, October 25th, let's just say either you or a family member or someone you work with was in an accident over the weekend. You're trying to evaluate, you know, you want to get it fixed. Call West Fountain from a small dent to a nearly total vehicle. They'll repair it. They will appear at right the first time, showroom-like condition. Folks, call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340. It's West Fountain Auto Body. Well, folks, good afternoon. Again, I'm seeing this is... a. Uh, Making news is the Daily Mail. Rhode Island to become first state nationwide to pilot safe injection sites for intravenous drug users. I think this is playing with fire. I think it is absolutely playing with fire. Um. And who is that going to attract? You know, why why are we attracting? Why are we attracting people who? would improve life in the state. Instead, we're just going to get someone, <clears throat> we're going to get people who, come on, that, that are drug users, that are junkies. That's who's going to come in. Um, it, it's not going to be the uh, anyone that's going to improve the state, put it that way. So it, it's not going to be. Why are, why are we the first state? They think this is going to help with the epidemic. I think it's just the opposite. It's going to fuel it. Um, Terry McAuliffe says promoting diversity inclusion is just as important as your English class. See, that's critical race theory. This guy, this, if he does not get in, that is going to be a direct result that is going to be a, dir- a direct result of critical race theory coming into that race. So, and it's going to be a very important one, as a matter of fact. So, now, folks, close to the home, let me just, um, uh, all right, Big Patriot win, obviously. They had a big showdown in New York where these people on climate change stopped traffic. Ridiculous. How does that, the blank Joe Biden chants aren't slowing down? Hardly. They're becoming everywhere. And the let's go Brandon is almost the the polite way that you you can kind of get the same type of thing. So, um, but Governor McKee uh, this week. So the numbers are getting better. I think one of the biggest problems that Governor McKee is still going to That he's still gonna face is just the worker shortage. It's a problem, folks. It is it is a major problem. And as we talk about, the more that you pay people not to work, they're not gonna work. I don't like the direction that the that the state is headed. I don't think that's a good idea at all. Um the more that you know this whole thing on we have to build more shelters and now have the injection centers. And I'm just at, I'm missing where this is in any way. If you're a business owner, as one told me just a week ago, but you never hear our local government officials. You uh, never. You never hear them talk about people need to get back to work. Never. Um, instead, it's still this attitude of we will take care of you. That we will take care of you. Now, someone who's really going against the mandates is the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Here's where he talks about no one should lose their job because of the uh, injections.
2: Which is basically the a personal mandates. decision. And you're right, what Biden's doing is unconstitutional. He does not have the authority to do this, but what it will do on a practical level, um, in addition to being unconstitutional, in addition to be taking away people's personal choices, uh, is it will wreak havoc in the economy. Because even if a small percentage of these folks end up uh, losing their jobs or voluntarily walking away, uh, you're gonna have huge disruptions in medical, in logistics, in law enforcement, And so in Florida, our policy is very clear. We're going to have a special session, and we're going to say nobody should lose their job based off these injections. Uh, It's a choice you can make, uh, but we want to make sure we're protecting your jobs and your livelihoods.
3: Yeah, not only that, but in a situation where there's crime spiking across the country, the president of the union, police union in Chicago is estimating that 3,200 Chicago police are defying the vaccine and they will be off the job. That means off the streets. What is that doing to the American people and their feeling of safety? It's very concerning. Your thoughts on on where this is going? I mean, is he just trying to insist that this is a law so that companies follow before it could actually be, you know, abdicated and and, uh,
5: confirmed to be unconstitutional?
2: Well, first, I think it's important to point out on a scientific basis, most of those first responders have had COVID and have recovered. So they have strong protection. Uh, and so I think that influences their decision on a lot of this that they have already had it and recovered. Uh, and so they're they are making no accommodations for that. They're still pretending like that doesn't even exist. Uh, and so that's really, really troubling when you see that. Uh, but I can tell you, Maria, in Florida, uh, not only are we going to want to protect the, the law enforcement and all the jobs, uh, we're actually actively working to recruit out-of-state law enforcement, because we do have needs in our police and our sheriff's departments. So, in the next legislative session, I'm going to hopefully sign legislation that gives a $5,000 bonus to any out-of-state law enforcement that relocates in Florida. So, NYPD, Minneapolis, Seattle, if you're not being treated well, uh, we'll treat you better here. You can fill important needs for us, and we'll compensate you as a result.
7: Well, I
1: think a- of that, folks. Now, that is Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. Um... <clears throat> Wow. I mean, that is very, very appealing. So, very, very appealing. And what about how come there's been no spikes with all of these college football games or baseball stadiums? Chris Wallace asked that to the CDC director yesterday on Fox News. Let me just play
2: this. And if you watch sports, whether it's football games and stadiums or
0: playoffs and baseball, you've got some pictures up on the screen right now, uh, doctor. You see hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of people all packed together, not a mask in sight. I understand it's outdoors, but what does it tell you that there have not been spikes in most of these communities when you have people crowded into football or baseball stadiums?
3: We would still encourage people who are unvaccinated to wear a mask in those situations, but given that these games are outdoors, that tends to be a much safer environment.
2: Finally, uh, the
0: holidays. First of all, Halloween. What would you say that kids can do and can't do?
3: I would say put on those costumes, stay outside and enjoy your trick or treating.
0: Whether, whether people are vaccinated or not, as long as you're outside, you're, you're safe?
3: Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't gather in large settings um, outside and do screaming like you're seeing in those, in those um, football games if you're unvaccinated, those kids that are unvaccinated. But if you're spread out doing your trick-or-treating, that should be very safe
0: for your children. And what about Thanksgiving and Christmas?
3: You know it's critically important that we gather that we be together with our family and friends during these holidays and we have the prevention strategies that we know work to be safe for those holidays so what I would say is get yourself vaccinated before you gather it will absolutely be safer if you're vaccinated any activity that is outdoors is safer than it is if it's indoors and if you're gathering multiple households make sure as many people are vaccinated as possible um, so you can protect the people who are vulnerable who might not yet be vaccinated our young children our elderly and then do all those prevention strategies that we know work um before you arrive and as you arrive to make sure that everybody can be safe for the holidays and make sure that you're well as you gather dr walensky thank you
1: well you know at least folks i'd like some pushback on that of how come we're not seeing these huge breakouts um you know as we would and again folks good afternoon at 1.56 on this Monday, you're listening to The John DePetro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, Depetro.com. As we talked about in the first hour, um, something that needs to be addressed is there was the notion that it was apparently a false premise that you had a number of school-aged children in the state. They were dying from COVID. Apparently now they're saying that that is, it came out during this trial. Now we had the lead plaintiff on the program on Friday. I'm going to repost that by the way. But it came out in court that, and we've told, you know, given the example that if someone, young man, 18 years old, is rushed to Rhode Island Hospital with a gunshot wound. So his gunshot wound and he died from the gunshot wound. But if he tests positive for COVID, they put the cause as a COVID death, which seems makes no sense to me in any way. Um, But that's how it's done. That is exactly how it's done. So what we've learned are the number of people. And young people, I should say, that actually have been dying of COVID. There have been no pediatric, none. So there have been no deaths. According to what came out in the testimony in court with this lawsuit against the mask mandates in school, there have been none. And think of that. So I don't know of those three young men that died in the horrific car accident just three weeks ago, right? It was a late Monday night into Tuesday, so early Tuesday morning, going over 100 miles an hour. It was pouring rain. Hydroplane goes sliding off the road, crash into a tree, boom, killed. I'm not positive, but they may list if, if they tested positive for COVID. I don't know if they could have in that instance, actually. But they would put that as a COVID death. Folks, it's 149. It's John DePietro. I want to thank you for listening. Now, coming up, you're going to hear the 2 o'clock news, and then it'll be the John Dion program. Uh, Go to the website. Visit my website, DePietro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com, where you can visit the shop. It's Mug Monday. Purchase a mug. You can also uh, see some of the unique stories that we have. And remember, when it's breaking news, we will be out with uh, Facebook Live. So stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and the John Dion program. Listen, a lot of rain coming. A lot of rain coming over the next 24 to 36 hours. It's going to rain all day tomorrow and then into Wednesday. All right. WNRI Winsocket.